Welcome to The Rec Room with Mandy and Mio, a podcast about books and the people who write them. You know what? Mm. I interestingly, I wonder how good... Whenever I think about stuff like that, like, uh, are, are you recording? Uh, yeah, I'm just like letting it oh, run okay. now, but then I'm gonna... Okay, you can cut this out. This is just a passing thought that I'm sure. having, and uh, I just want to say it. But, like, you know how with you, we're always just like, oh, this is a thing, and then you're kind of like, I had no idea because uh, my yeah. uh, likes are very white. Yeah. Whereas, uh, as opposed to somebody who, like, you know how Asian Americans always kind of appropriate black culture more oh, so yeah, than other sure, POCs? Sure. I, w- I always wonder, like, what is... Is there, is, which is the lesser evil between that like having a completely white perception <laughs> or say, having yeah. <laughs> or like you know doing That's the a other really thing. good question honestly yeah i might keep oh, this in the episode <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i actually you know now that you say that i, yeah. I have the confidence to let you do yeah <laughs> like it, like now that this is the start of the episode i might not yeah. actually just do my bit anymore oh, no, no. no no, okay, okay. So the bit I was gonna do was like once the episode opens and then I'm just gonna go Wait. <laughs> Sorry, I got this, I got this. So I'm gonna go start with um Swing time <laughs> Open all the doors and let you out into Williston Swing time <laughs> I should have. I should. I've got more of that, just so you know. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Just I don't say, know if I'm I want to hear I'm it. I'm going to wait for moments where I can just say the title, and instead of saying it, I'm going to like. <laughs> this is going to be your. Really... This is better than the Oscar bit, you know, yeah. when you. When, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> wait, the Oscar then, bit. For those who don't for know. For those who Oscar... don't know, but like the Oscar bit is if you say the title of the film. Yeah, we always say our joke is film. that if you say the title of the film, that means that you're going for best picture. Yeah. So like our our or examples... and that actor who said it is going for best. Yeah, actor. best actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or actress. Come or on, actress. Amanda. Oh, sorry, it's twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Like for example, um, uh, like. The recent one was Wild Mountain. <laughs> no, like like can you just imagine like Bradley Cooper going, Hey, look up there. Star is getting born out there somewhere. <laughs> Star is born. I was literally <laughs> thinking <laughs> I was literally thinking about like actual lines. Because oh, we've oh. watched No, movies yeah, but, recently. but that's our joke also is that we don't oh, that's actually, true. Like, yeah, like like favorite... the like the our, hmm. my, what's your favorite one? My favorite one is the one where it's like uh, it's um <laughs> what's her name? Uh f- uh Felicity Jones going <laughs> Stephen, this <laughs> it's a theory of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also my favorite one is also when we do the um uh, look. You're not just a gangster. Yeah. You're an American gangster. You're not just a sniper. You're, <laughs> You're an, an American. American sniper. You're not just the also soldier. You're a winter soldier. Yeah. Oh, All right. Hey. Coming soon to Disney Plus. Anyway, um, yeah. But um, what's not coming soon because it's coming right now is our show. Hey. A podcast called The Record. That was really good. With Mandy and Mia. Where we ask the question, when does the writer's work become required reading? 
In each episode, we take popular authors of the day and review each entry in their bibliographies to see just how close these writers get to the sweet spot between mainstream breakout success and traditional literary sensibility. My name is Mia. I'm Mandy. And we're talking about Zadie Smith. Zadie Smith. We're coming to the end game. We're far from the end game now. As I is that how say, you used to? Yeah. I used to say that all the time. I don't know why I was like obsessed with like singing that particular <laughs> lyric around the time of Endgame, but I just kept thinking about it and I was like, someday I'm gonna deploy this yeah. joke. Maybe I should start a podcast. Yeah. And that's how the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you. Born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how the podcast. <laughs> yeah. came I was about. like, I needed, I need a venue. I need a. Platform. I need a venue to eventually let out the specific joke, yes. and then after that, my time will be done. And I was gonna say, are we? Are you gonna say the actual joke we had for swing time? But I mean the song or no? No, is that too controversial. Yeah, it's okay. Definitely, I, I think in this yeah. context. Like. Actually, you, no, I was gonna say actually when we get to maybe a future episode about it. I, can, I mean about we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm definitely like we talked about this before that I definitely have reservations about doing the the obvious joke about singing the words swing time. Sw- yeah. So I. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of gave like a sort of. If it's an obvious joke there. for yeah, it is like theater joke. nerds. Yeah, theater I will nerds, say. So I'm not gonna say it specifically. Yeah. But uh, instead, I've gone the somewhat safer, honestly, actually even less lazy actually, route because I'm like yeah. actually actively thinking of like substitutes. Swing time. Yeah, like swing time. So um, what was your other one? No, can you give me I'm one more? Just wait, no, I, I wanted to be. I wanted to segue into yeah. those like other bits like very okay, naturally. Fine. So don't worry. But um, as, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> I we are talking about Zadie Smith, the fiction mm-hmm. of Zadie Smith, and we're coming up to her last novel called Indeed. One, Two, Three, Swing Time. Gonna make you wonder why you even try. <laughs> oh my god! So, <laughs> Max Ocampo, if you are listening, <laughs> not that like, was uh, for you. <laughs> I mean, a friend of the podcast, but not like friend in, uh, in the podcast. I don't know, right friend yeah. in any kind of guest. Yeah. I'm not sure. We're not sure. But we're that's that's the book we're talking about today, of course, mm-hmm. here in the rec room, and it's mm-hmm. um to date, it's her most recent novel. It is, and I would say, mm-hmm. well, for are we going to talk about each other's context with this? Oh, book for yet? sure, for sure. Okay, but but if you want to go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> please, Amanda. No, thank you, thank you so much. Um, no, I I was just gonna say that this actually was the book where I kind of quote unquote discovered her, sure, or like she became yeah. re- relevant in my like consciousness, I guess, yeah. because at the time, uh, my cousins had just bought the novel and they had from the states, I think, because it wasn't sold yet here at the time. This was back when like it was still kind of slow for us to get books. Mm -hmm. As if it's not slow now, but like, you know, like, remember when it was like much slower? slower. (laughs) Yeah, well, yes, now, especially in this pandemic, but you know. Um, And and yeah, I was like, oh, who's Sadie Smith? And then this was also around the time that my friend was a senior, the friend I mentioned in the last episode, or like two episodes ago. Um, this is your friend who, who studied under Zadie Smith. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Uh, so that was like the year I found out kind of who mm. she was and kind of how relevant she, or like how cool also she was. Um, right. Because or like who she kind of was to like a lot of people are uh, older than us. I will say my friend is a bit older than us. And, okay. 
Actually, no, she's your age. I always forget that you're not my batchmate. Yeah. <laughs> she's your batch, actually. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, but then, and yun nga, this is the first book of hers that I ever tried to read, but then I think I actually was too young for it. Yeah. Even yeah. though this came out in 2016, and but I keep absolutely. saying that about all her books. Yeah. But, like, you know, there is a sense of maturity that you definitely have to, as we established with Jam, I think that you have to have with her books I think at some point I think that's definitely true because like um, this is something that we sort of like offhandedly mentioned in a previous episode and in a way have kind of been building up to this <laughs> I would say perhaps with our entire series so far oh okay it's a question of can we go back to swing time and like read it oh, again oh that's right yeah because like and yeah. that's also one of the reasons why we chose her yeah because yeah. both of us had because you know in the beginning we had chosen an author you really love and an author yeah. I really love and then we were like okay it's gotta be somebody that we both are not that familiar yeah, with or like, we've yeah, kind of failed of comfort zone yeah you failed at doing and you know that was with you it was NW with me it was Swing Time yeah. oh no you but you no, also no, 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 sort of I, read this I had, I had also read this entire book before oh you read the entire yeah. thing and that's the thing was I remember <laughs> also at the time I was like thinking this is I don't know why this isn't clicking with me yeah. And I and I mean at the time I also had come to the same conclusion so I, I usually come to the same conclusion whenever I get to a book that I don't like I'm not really feeling it's like maybe it's not time for me yet yes so uh so yeah. so i think maybe i should pick it up at a later point when i have more context or mm-hmm. when i have more experience as it yeah. were um and, and then now. maybe then maybe it will then click and i'm actually kind of proud to confirm that this yeah. is kind of the case now i yeah, i mean absolutely. i definitely feel like i've picked up more on what this book is really about what it's trying mm-hmm. to do yeah i like okay, it more this time than last time yeah because i remember one of the things that i when I, I stopped reading i think two chapters in because i literally was like i don't understand what's yeah. going on and it's not even that like uh it was because of their like geographical context sure. or whatever like clearly obviously in the first two chapters it's so much about clicking with somebody because of your difference. Yeah. Uh, because you guys are the only people of the same kind. Yeah. And obviously, I've never had that kind of experience. And even yeah. if in 2016, you and I were in university, like, obviously, we both of us grew up in this... Not, in the, I mean, you grew up in another city, but like, in the same country, kind of. And, you know, you mm-hmm. have more experience being an outsider than I do. Quote-unquote yeah. outsider as a non-manillennial. Sure, But yeah. like... But like yun yeah, like sort of is like there's no way for me to have this experience, and so there was nothing about it that I not not to say I didn't find it appealing, but I literally was like, okay, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I I mean I would say for me, I I remember my experience of it when I read it the first time was I was into the aspect of it that was her and her friend, and I I think I'd wrongly assumed at the time that the whole book was just going to be about her friendship, which is why like when it started getting to mm-hmm. the bits with Amy or when it started getting to the bits where they go to West yeah. Africa and then they go to West Africa a lot. I yeah. Like, uh, oh, wait, hold on. What what happened to the, the friend? I thought this was about the, you know, I, I, I kind of got yeah, stuck yeah, yeah. on that in a way that was not helpful for me. Oh, before you mean? As a reader, yeah. The like first you, time, the first like time you were super reading. confused. Okay, gets, but But that's, gets, I think, yeah. the benefit also of uh, rereading it after... Uh, mm. after several years or after some time has passed yeah and i think this is the common i, I to show that like, time has passed. I mean, yeah, the first the first experience i think is what's common to most people which is that they pick up the book they read it and then they feel like 
uh, maybe it's not for me. I, I'm not sure. But then at least at the time, some things will stick with you. So that yeah. if you were to try to recall what happened in the book, you can yeah. like retrace certain steps. Like, oh, okay, I do know they go to West Africa at some point. Mm-hmm. I do know like um, there's something about a scandal that goes on. Uh, and, and that actually should be helpful for you when you do revisit the book. So at least like when yeah. you're rereading it now... <clears throat> I found myself kind of being able to locate those steps and saying, okay, I know I have to look out for this. I know that it's not going to be just about the female friendship, but that it's going to go beyond that. So now I have to try to cross that bridge knowing that that bridge is coming ahead. Right. Uh, I think for me, it it was like also knowing how she writes or what her themes have been in these past novels already. Because I think that was also it. I, I think in the beginning when I had first read this, I went into it as a theater kid thinking that it was going to be about theater stuff. Sure, yeah. And then when I realized that uh, it was obviously so much more than that, I kind of was not prepared for that. But then now it's like, okay, for sure there's going to be like a racial aspect to this. For sure there's going to be a female aspect to this. It's not going to be at all what you think it's about. And... um. And so obviously, yeah, so that that helped in going back into it, of course. And, you know, having more, as you said, experience with the world and the time we're in. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of just like, okay, I think I'm, I'm, I'm here to understand you better now, Sadie. I think to your point that uh, of, of what, it, what it's like reading this book, knowing what she's written before, mm-hmm. my, my sort of hot take with this book is that this book is in its own way a spiritual sequel to White Teeth. This isn't so much as a hot take as it is you the kind of... <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what a hot take, cold is. take but like, old. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just this like... Is what, honestly, this is why we shouldn't be on Twitter. Yeah, I shouldn't. Um, no, but like... <laughs> what is it? What would you... What, describe the temperature. It's a warm... It's a take. lukewarm thing. It's a lukewarm thing. <laughs> It's the right, same I'll energy as us being like, it's a lateral move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but like, because, I don't know, are you going to bring this up about the I mean, universe? Well, what? Sorry, the verse? excuse me. The verse? Sorry, the verse? The Her. verse? Oh, the, no, the no, no, Sadie no. Ver- oh, no, wait, okay. I mean, maybe later, but then, oh, no, okay, okay, wait, let me explain why I think this is a spiritual sequel to White Teeth. Okay. So, White Teeth, let me remember, that book sort of ends with the resolution uh, one of the characters one of the main characters Irie uh, goes on a year off right doesn't she go on a year off uh, in to Jamaica yeah to Jamaica oh. and I feel like in the back of her mind especially when she wrote that Zadie was thinking yes this is sort of where it should go for a character like her Mm-hmm. Um, but we did also say in the last episode in NW that between NW and White Teeth, she had also got Zadie had gone through like sort of a period of like maturity where she was like kind of reassessing like what is it that I really want to convey in my writing? What mm-hmm. do I want to put in my books? Mm-hmm. And I think with that, along with that, she started to also reassess like like okay, wait, the power systems that I'm participating in. <laughs> Which, you know, it's like really more, I think, like the, the discussion of that is more potent in NW than it is maybe mm-hmm. in White Teeth. And on Beauty, I think. Yeah, and in On Beauty. But then like, like how do I part- end up participating in that power system? 
uh, and especially in the context of something like the year off where I'm someone yeah. now coming not just from the background of my heritage is from this country that I'm visiting, but that yeah. uh, I am also from a country that has had historical power over that country and even mm-hmm. today still like exercises some soft political power or hard, hard political power, you know. But either yeah. way, like, you know, it's definitely the West still controlling uh, marginalized nations in its own way. And, and so I think what she's trying to do here in it's swing time it's swing time is that she's going back to that that sort of like lingering question of like should i have made like a character like Irie go on a year off or should i like try to like go deeper into that Mm -hmm. uh that's one thing i mean i also did like look up interviews as per yush about uh Mm -hmm. what she said about the writing of this book and there were two like other relevant things that kind of like hint at what she was going for when when she decided when she started to write um one swing time uh so first of all speaking <laughs> specifically of like white teeth uh she has an interview you. i hate that we're not filming this because we can my face right now and, yeah. Go on. She has I an mean, interview. For, for me, let's say I just like like to imagine it. I can already imagine it. And that's enough for me. Like just knowing that I, no, I nailed it. So she has an interview okay. with the new school, uh, mm-hmm. where she talks. Hey. She mentions specifically white teeth, um, mm-hmm. where she talks about how the two son characters are in that Majid and Milat. Um, mm-hmm. One is a character who leaves and another is a character who stays. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her, it's more about that kind of dynamic rather than female friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though like the female friendship is something that's something that's front and center here in, yeah. in this novel. Um, but she she started to realize, she said, there's something semi-toxic about escaping the environment from which you were born. Yeah, I think of Swinging Time as a sort of parable about that. It's important that they're women because women, in my view, are especially gifted at the art of comparison. But mm-hmm. I can also imagine it as a boy's story. So, like that's that's one aspect of it. There's another thing that I yeah. found uh, in an interview. But then the whole thing would change, wouldn't it? If well, yeah, for sure, Cer- certainly. I mean, but that's that's what I think. She it was important for her to like reference oh, okay. again white teeth right. because that's her saying. Well, ah, uh, that's the boy story, I, yeah, and I this couldn't is have the written them as boys because I had already written them as yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but but gets, gets, yeah, gets. but so like she's now exploring the dynamic more, and I think in a way that kind of um, because I remember going back to that discussion that we had on white teeth, we were saying that it it does feel like she took like a few shortcuts in terms of like tracing their psychology or tracing mm. the way that they feel with each other. Whereas in this novel, it feels like, okay, no, I'm going to now fully explore the psychology of escaping the environment from which you were born. At least with Majid and Milat, the one who left didn't really have a choice. But in in this novel... He was kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, literally. By his own father. By his own father. But here, the main character makes the continuous choice to escape again and again and again and again. Sort of... To the point that it becomes the internal conflict throughout the whole novel. How mm-hmm. much can you 
escape the environment in which you were born and which you were raised in. Yeah. Um, but we'll get I think into about that. that shit all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other thing that I ca- I found that kind of gives some sense of the context in which this novel was written was um, an interview that she had on NPR Fresh Air with Terry Gross, where she was saying that um, when she wrote on beauty, she had just been married. And if you think about it, that book is a, about people who have been married for a long time. It's really mm-hmm. about the marriage. The marriage is front and center in that novel. And so when she started writing Swing Time, she had just had children. And she was starting to think, what will my children say about me? It's that which motivates me more than anything, kind of hypothetical and taking, I suppose, bits of my personality and taking them to the nth degree. I hope I'm not, I should say, like this mother. But in my worst fears, I think sometimes I am. So I think that's an interesting thing because that is like sort of a stealth conflict that is running through the whole novel just as much as the front and center conflict, which is the narrator and Tracy, yeah. her best friend, is the narrator also growing alongside her mother mm-hmm. and kind of like comparing herself to her mother and seeing herself as like, can I ever grow outside of the shadow? Mm-hmm. But also, can I ever be more than this person's daughter? Yeah. You know, that that sort of thing. So those are like the two things of like particular context that I found that, I think we're important to this book. Yeah. Yeah. So, that being said, maybe we can get to the discussion. Mm -hmm. Can you guess what I'm going to do now? No, I can't actually. One swing time! (laughs) We're going to celebrate! It's like one week after. Oh, R.I.P. Sorry. Couldn't believe it. Like my face right now was like, no, <laughs> absolutely yeah, not. R.I.P. That that might have been yeah. more offensive than the than one, the one <laughs> we were afraid to do. Which yeah. again, theater fans. Which is actually says a lot. Our, yeah, listeners who are theater fans, if you know which is actually the offensive yeah, if you can version, guess, yeah, if can, you can guess tell, tell what song from DM, a musical that we. Are, we, that it's, we it's could sing the title there. of this too. It's right there. It's, it it's rhymes so with swing time. Anyway, and if yeah. you can guess what it is, it, DM us, leave it, us a like, comment. Like you being Talk able to, to answer to this us. is like I'm not really into sports, but Jordan seeing that he can wow. make us. <laughs> <laughs> what Jordan seeing that he can make a three pointer? I, really I think everyone metaphor. should be. <laughs> I think if Jordan couldn't make a three point, what's my what's my sport event? I don't have a sport. You don't. Well, you kind of like football. I kind of like um, European football. I kind of like blank check sports madness. That is a sport. You're very good at keeping tabs at the. uh, Um. Anyway. Anyway. So. Anyway. So if you know the song, sing along. Yeah. But leave us in the comments. So, but but in 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 earnest. Swing yes, time, uh, it, it, in broadly speaking, as we've mentioned, is a story about um, two girls who grow up in the same council estate area. Uh-huh. Uh, and wait, I also wanted to point out here. So this is the other pattern. I can finally unleash it here. This oh, is the other God. pattern that I notice across all of her novels. Mm-hmm. Is that um, the 
odd-numbered novels are always about some kind of dichotomy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, White Teeth was about sort of the two families kind of coming to a head with one another. Mm-hmm. But it also, I, I mean, as as Zadie brought up in her example, Majid and Milat kind of at odds with each other because they're two very opposite kinds of brothers. Mm-hmm. And then in the third novel on beauty, it's the two families who are up against each other for sure. It's Monty Kipps versus um, Howard and I forgot their uh, name. The B- Belsies? Howard Belsie, yeah. It's the Belsies versus the Kipps. And so in this novel, it's Tracy versus unnamed narrator, mm-hmm. which you don't have in the second and the fourth novel. The autograph man, he's an autograph man. Mm-hmm. And then NW, <clears throat> you kind of have it with um, Leah and Natalie. Mm-hmm. But I would say even then, arguably, they live independently enough from one another that they never really clash in a significant yes. way. So yeah. it's really they're it's, there for like so su- the support that they lack. Exactly, right. So so I think you see there's this like interesting pattern that's laying itself out in these odd numbered novels, which means if she ever does go for a next novel, yeah. you can be sure that uh people will not be compared in that mm-hmm. one, I think. That's a very like vague theory. But yeah. um uh but yeah, so it's about these two girls, Tracy and an unnamed narrator. Uh, who grew up in the same council estate area. <clears throat> and the way they first come together, as you've alluded to already, is that they kind of recognize a sameness with one another. Mm-hmm. They both see that they are uh, mixed-race children. They're like the only mixed-race kids in their tap class. Yeah, and that, that they meet in a tap class. So yeah. they're both into dance. And... As they get to know one another, they both find that their passion for dance is, is pretty much on the same level. You know, they'll make stories mm-hmm. about dance, they'll hang out with each other, they'll watch movies. Um, but it's sort of clear to the narrator that uh, at an early point in her life that she's not really going to be able to get into a future that sees dance as her life. Yeah. Whereas or for, where she is the dancer. Yeah, whereas for Tracy, that seems to be like a guarantee. Like yeah. she's gonna end up a dancer, you know, nothing's gonna stop that from happening. It's destiny, yeah. it's fate. Um which Because they don't they kind of like look at her as like a prodigy. Yeah, but also it's it's the the thing where the parents of well, at least the mom of Tracy is oh, always sort true. of supporting her dance endeavors. Whereas the narrator's mom, and this is where it becomes important to bring her up, she has a very different future in mind for yeah. a narrator character. I should also <laughs> say, this is, like this is one of my pet peeves, I think, in fiction, is that if you don't name... Name uh, your narrator. Your narrator. Like, yeah. I mean, like this, this is not a bad version of that. I, I think the most egregious version that I can think of in recent memory is... Um, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, where he literally is named the protagonist. <laughs> the protagonist? Yeah, and like to the, his, to the point that his last time... Spoiler alert, if you have not yet seen Tenet, uh, one of John David Washington's actual last lines in the movie is, I am the protagonist. 
And then it cuts. <laughs> yeah. Cuts to black. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> he, that's actually, that's worse than saying the title. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's no, got to be worse. the worst thing is that they actually say the title like very oh. early on. You see it in the trailer. So you know right away that they're going for the Oscar bit. But anyway, yeah. So like the narrator of this novel is unnamed. And mm. my, okay, my other pet theory <laughs> My Pet other, theory? my other lukewarm take. I'm like trying to find other words to reinvent my lukewarm take. Uh, <laughs> but like my, so my theory. This is my writing theory, and this is gonna be like a callback to our uh, conspiracy. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme from the White Teeth <laughs> episode. But I have a feeling uh-huh. that the narrator's real name uh-huh. might is... be. Come on. I know what you're going to say, but go. Sadie. What? And let me explain why. Okay. There, there, okay. I mean, like, let's, I'm not trying to also, like, put down because I know that there is a purpose for Sadie, like, making the narrator unnamed. And I'll uh-huh. get to that in a bit, but just, like, allow me to indulge in this theory for a second. But we know, we know that Sadie likes codes. Jesus. NW. Her last mm-hmm. novel was literally initials, right? Mm-hmm. Northwest. So, mm-hmm. if you look at the initials of Swing You're time, the meme right now. You yeah, are the I, Charlie Day meme. I memes. have my arms up right now <laughs> and, like, going around my head, much like the meme. So, mm-hmm. so if we look at the initials of Swing Time, it's S-T. T for Tracy. S for Sadie, which was Zadie's birth name. Coincidence? Actually, now you just turned into where that line is from, that character in The Incredibles. Oh, I, I thought I turned into like David as Pumpkins or something. Oh, <laughs> Any <no>. question? <laughs> Any question? <laughs> Are we supposed to know who that is? Yeah. No. Anyway, um, no. okay, so, anyway. So I think her name's Sadie. But the real reason that this narrator <laughs> is unnamed is also to kind of because there are other things that are left unspecified in this novel. Like, I would say the most obvious one is the name of the West African country uh, that she yeah. visits repeatedly. And also, of course, her mom is never really named. Uh-huh. And, and and I think the book also goes to the effort of like providing examples of people who are not really named but they could be misnamed or they're given different names only to have their real names correct them later. Like, I remember there was a whole bit where, right? It's very, um, like in Sherlock, how the bit with Lestrade Mm. is that Sherlock doesn't ever know his real name. Sure. But it's because in the canon, the original Arthur, uh, yeah. What? What's his name? A.C. Doyle. Yeah, Ace Doyle. <laughs> what? what <it laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Lestrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just uh, is that he was never given a first name, right? Like, so it uh, could be but George. it's everyone just knows it's G Lestrade. Yeah. Um. Well, that's maybe what he's Filipino. Ginoong Lestrade. <laughs> that was a very specific joke you just made. No, because like, yeah, you just put yeah, G Lestrade, like whatever. must be no. Filipino. I know, if we saw G dot Lestrade, we'd be like, oh Maganda shit, what is he? What does he teach? <laughs> he teaches like 
science. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so so this narrator, she's not named, but like a specific mm-hmm. example of someone where like later on in the book, she points out how at some point in her mother's life, she had dated someone who she keeps referring to as the noted activist. And the whole time, yeah. the character, the text refers to the character as the noted activist this, the noted activist that. And it's it's one of those things where it's like ironic to be calling him the noted activist without actually naming him. His name, yeah. Because part of the like defining characteristics of this person is that he's mm-hmm. a noted, noted activist. Yeah. And yet he doesn't so have a name. So why don't you want to say who he is? And it's to the point that later on when that noted activist is name dropped mm-hmm. it takes the narrator like two seconds to realize oh yeah that's his real name and it, yeah. like, it's like yeah, Paul yeah. or something where I was like yeah. oh okay but yeah like the the book is like very intentional about names and what names do and mm-hmm. and especially even Tracy herself she gives herself a different name to reinvent herself and mm-hmm. that harkens back to another dancer who they both look up to Jenny Legon who she also finds out has a different name. So names definitely are a big secret subtle thing running yeah. throughout this book um, that is given foundations by the fact that the narrator herself has no name. I'm going to try to be careful about not identifying the narrator as Zadie per se. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's that. So she, that was a long tangent. The narrator... <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I have a major question. What do you think the difference is between doing that and what Dante does? Wait, why? Who does he do that for? I mean, like, to himself. Like, obviously, because he... Well, like, him getting to name um, the actual protagonist after himself, and then he's also the poet, and then he's also the... Well, yeah, no, I think that's the thing, because, like, when we took Dante in college, like, there was, like, a big discussion about how he was very specifically referring to his own life. And he would... Oh, that's right. That's why he okay. would like layer the text yeah. with references to his own historical to his life, past. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that you know for that's sure... that's why he like, cried oh, a lot. Yeah, that's how you know for sure. Like, oh, this is him. This is him. <laughs> yeah, this whereas is like, personal. Whereas like here, it's like she kind of gives herself the benefit of the doubt by mm. also putting, projecting herself, as she mentioned in that interview into the mother character as well and it, even though right. not not even saying necessarily the mother is her but the mother is a version of herself that she fears becoming she's scared of yeah. so even if it's not necessarily in the narrator it's somewhere in the text but yeah. th- that sort of like obfuscates it and yeah. gives us again the benefit of the doubt so yes. um yeah, good, yeah. i think we should like spend some time talking about the narrator's relationship to her mother and the mother in particular she is like her character, she really goes through an arc. I mean, we we basically witness yeah. her whole career, and it's like yeah, really yeah. like a success story for a first generation immigrant. Mm-hmm. Um, she so she's a West Indies immigrant um, from Jamaica, no? I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jamaica. Yeah, and then like her whole thing is that when the book starts, uh, while narrator was a child. She basically thrust herself into studies. She wanted to study critical theory. She wanted to study all these things about how the world works, the systems of power. Um, how else? How else would we describe her? 
Like she was very like mom, right? Like she's really like you know the fact that she dated an activist shouldn't that mean that you kind of also yourself? That's fair. Are yeah, an activist. But too. like it's also to the detriment of her home life. Like it's sort of apparent. Oh yeah. Very early on that between her and her husband, like she like he the husband is definitely the one who's sort of like caring. For the household, yes. while yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. really like invested in her studies, a career. I mean, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, her yeah, academic she, her, career, her, at her that ac- point. academic career, and her career in general. But like, mm-hmm. it's to the point that the way the the quickest way that this is sort of demonstrated is that at the start, the mom is the one taking the narrator to the dance classes, mm-hmm. and then at some point she can't really stand to like sit around with all the other moms. So at some point yeah. she just starts making the dad be the one to bring her. Mm-hmm. And then, like every time they go home, she's like kind of deep in her books. And when yeah. she sees them, she sees them with like this not really disdain, but it's sort of like Ugh, my time is over. Like I, I yeah, you know, like I'm, it's like oh great, now I have people. Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she almost regrets, right? But like you know that that life. that as I mentioned does have a trajectory because mm. especially yeah. like later on that becomes the foundation for her pursuing like a political career and then she mm-hmm. ends up like getting this big standing in parliament yes yeah does she become like an mp she does become an mp uh she i think it even mentioned that she starts out kind of at the back bench but then at, Ooh, at and some then the, point like yeah she's like in the front and well right? yeah i or like it sort of describes her as being too big to i mean not the man not care about the worries of like her constituents but like at by the end of the novel the mother now has some distance between her and her constituents that makes her feel kind of guilty about that about her status as a politician and as now somebody who's like kind right. of moved upward out of working class and out of yeah and being just a migrant to... yeah to being mm. part of the system yeah yeah, but Inseguro, I, no, like I, I can't remember if they mentioned this in the movie, but you know, like who's to say if she's like, did I say movie? I meant novel. Yeah. Um, who's to say like if how many other like female and POC MPs there are, right? Compared yeah, yeah. to her, because that early part of the book takes place, I think, in the seventies, eighties, and right. then so the by the time she becomes an MP, that's like the nineties and then 2000s. Oh yeah, yeah. I so imagine that's she's yeah, probably like straight one up. of the first figure of her like district. Yeah, and, like Hong Kong is still coming out of being a colony, <laughs> <laughs> literally at that point. Oh, just to contextualize where we <laughs> are. That's where the they're right. <laughs> you know, she's she's an MP of a country that is losing its last colony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um. Anyway, yeah, but but like like clearly like her investment at, at that point in the narrator's life does pay off for her, but it mm-hmm. also does affect the narrator negatively in that she sort of starts to resent her mom, and then she's also like continuously comparing herself with Tracy, whose mm-hmm. mom is white. Yeah, and the thing is that growing up with Tracy, as we mentioned earlier, like she grows up with all these opportunities to improve her skill, improve her craft. Mm-hmm. And, like, the mom spoils her. The mom, like, gets her all the toys that she wants. Tracy's able to attend the ballet segments of her dance class in, like, a full, like, decked-out tutu gear. And part of it is catalyzed also by the absence of Tracy's father. 
who who they um, say sure like she makes she makes this claim to the narrator and this is to also date the yeah i guess yeah tells you exactly when this child yeah stickman because tracy's claim for the reason that her father is away all the time is that he you'll never guess is the backup dancer from michael jackson that's right. And they watch the That's thriller right. video. That's right. And they she's do. like, yeah, he's from second row, back left. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> don't like, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, that okay. one guy, he's it's like, him. Yeah, he's the it's permanent him. backup dancer for Michael Jackson. And he's also security mm-hmm. for Michael Jackson. Like, whenever he comes home. He's all these <laughs> like, things. My, whenever yeah. Michael does, like a concert in Wembley like that's the only time he gets to come home it's like well this is pretty and like you know like even though like for us as adults like oh honey like but like like for the narrator at the time yeah it's really just like oh that's what he does like oh she really understands that and yeah and like good for you you know like her suppressing the truth kind of already begins like this characterization of Tracy as a compulsive liar but then you know, you also yeah. understand that she's doing it for a reason. Because, like, yeah. once yeah. the narrator is involved in an incident where she gets a sense that all of these things that Tracy has said is not true, uh, it, yeah. you know, it, it, it it's really embarrassing on Tracy's part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like... And I, I would say that, like, as a kid, like, maybe the narrator... Is also just like, oh, okay, she has an absent parent too. Like, there's that aspect of it also. Yeah, yeah. Compared to her mom in some ways. Like, I, it's like, I oh, think okay, with I get it. I mean, way... obviously, she's probably like, oh, that's more insane, but... Yeah, yeah. Because the know. way I think that Tracy's also sort of seeing it is that, I mean, like, because everything is being filtered from the lens of the narrator, you don't get to hear Tracy mm-hmm. explicitly say, like, oh, I wish my family was together, like, your family at least is together. And that's why, like, Tracy does have some growing resentment early on, not only towards the mom, but that she has, that she's able to, like, lord her judgment over the narrator. Like, that's that's, that's a very late realization that the narrator has, like, oh, when I was a kid, Tracy judged me all the time. And and you yeah, could surmise yeah. that the only reason that she really judged her that way is because at least like her family was something that Tracy wanted, uh, but yeah. could never ever have uh, because of who her father was. Yes. Like her father sort of revealed to be part of a criminal element. Or who her father like, wasn't. He's really, yeah, he's really. Yeah. He is definitely not the backup dancer of Michael Jackson. Nor yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he involved he's with the exact opposite you know, with Michael Jackson in that sort of way. So you know. Moving away from yeah. that, um, so that sort of like characterizes their dynamic as children, um, mm-hmm. and the way this sort of comes to a front is that as they're growing up, it's simultaneous with the rise of this pop star who is just known as Amy, who is sort of yeah. Madonna, uh, but also, but she's also from like <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I was gonna also. say Kylie Minogue because she's Australian. She's from Australia. Yeah, That's why I was, like, was gonna say she's so kind I was, like, of thinking maybe yeah. just, like, the fact that she has just one name. <laughs> so I was like, thinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then the sort of them growing up with her as this big idol who's like, mm-hmm. you know, she does all these spectacular dance dances and shows. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like 
they they kind like a real pop star yeah they really look up to her uh in that way mm-hmm. and it comes to a point where they're attending they somebody's do... birthday party <laughs> and yeah. they are, like tracy in particular is like this birthday sucks let's put on yeah. a show and then the narrator's like okay <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah and they decide to like perform and like they... a song by amy and it's like a very mm-hmm. like promiscuous apparently sexually very, yeah like, charged like yeah song. kids should not at all be like yeah near that exactly. song at all and like the, all. the important detail to take note of there while they're performing that song is that somebody's like uh, taking a video of it and it's one of it's all yeah. like they're all like their schoolmates so they're like yeah. for the longest time how old are they here the... again like 12 or yeah, something they're barely like they that's not even the point when they hit adolescence yet because that comes like yeah. way later uh yeah. into the novel where it's like yeah then finally tracy uh started they becoming a shit. woman whereas like yeah. most of us <laughs> remain girls um yeah <laughs> yeah so it was, it's it's that's that's the sort of way that they kind of grow up with and and I think with the mom especially she's sort of sensing that criminal element of the father of Tracy possibly having an influence on her growing up as a child and so the mom of the narrator kind of makes an effort to distance the narrator from Tracy and I think especially after that incident with the Amy song she's like Okay, no, you two are yeah. not allowed to see each other for a while. Sorry, did we mention that they got caught? Yeah, they got caught. Sorry, yeah, they got caught, and then so uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they, that's why. That's also why they end up. Yeah, right. So narrator's mother finds out about because it because the mom. Yeah, so she sees. Oh, sorry, like, is it narrator's mom? Yeah, narrator's mom finds out about it, and she's the one okay, who. Sorry. Yeah, because Tracy's mom is not really like that active as like a disciplinary person. Right, like right. she, Good she point. really very much a person who kind of just gives Tracy whatever she wants because she's yeah. trying to make up for this aspect of Tracy's upbringing yeah. that you know she can't, she can't really do anything it's else. Cool about. Yeah, um, so it's really yeah. the narrator's mom who's like kind of like thumbing her nose at her and saying like you know you're a troublemaker, like y- mm-hmm. you don't really know the way how to respect for people i don't know like like that's basically like the idea is like yeah she yeah grows up like being like acted towards condescendingly by her best friend's mother which is like a i mean i would Mom. say like yeah, which is honestly the worst like i i would think that if i grew up with somebody and like their parent always like yeah acted condescendingly towards me i would not only like be able to I perceive would not. it but it would make yeah. my relationship with that person, with that friend, like very uncomfortable. And yes, so it absolutely. Sa- it says a lot about Tracy that she was friends with the narrator for such a long time, in spite of that huge factor. I would say, absolutely uh, affecting the two of them. But yeah, yeah, they grew up, and then the thing is like the novel kind of does this thing where it splits up the narrative which I thought was like really confusing at first because I'm not used to uh, I'm not used to novels where like the narrative jumps between plot lines in the middle of a part you know what I mean oh yes yeah because it went to do different timelines where it's like her as a child it continues to follow that storyline, but then it jumps straight to her as an adult, and then it it yeah. does that within the same part. Normally, 
like you'll see most novels what they'll do is they'll separate the childhood segments into one part of the book and then the adult segments into another part of the book so it feels like very clean and you don't have to keep like jumping around and like like threading in your brain like oh wait what what happened last time I saw them which I think was another added challenge Mm -hmm. the first time I read this book but now that I was taking notes it's like okay no I'm I'm 100% caught up with everything that's going on Um, (laughs) but like I am old enough to read when it jumps to the future uh, basically to the 90s the narrator is now working at what I believe is MTV but they called it YTV YTV, I think, or like yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But like an MTV adjacent channel. It's like it's like she tried to make a name that was similar to VH1 and MTV I mean, at the same time, yeah, and she was like, "What's a middle letter?" Well, what What would Y stand for? Youth. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, like the closest thing you think of that to music was YouTube, but that doesn't even like exist. In <laughs> that does not existing yet. Yeah, but not um, at all. She she's working there in YTV, and that's how she actually comes into contact Youngin. with the real Amy, uh, mm-hmm. and she ends up uh, sort of like impressing Amy, sort of. Yeah. Long story short is that they end. She ends up. Amy ends up. She ends up getting hired. Yeah. The narrator. Mm -hmm. Um, She ends up working as her assistant. And the whole Mm -hmm. idea is that, um, like Amy kind of wants the narrator to be happy in her job, so she kind of showers her with like all these gifts, or like kind of gives makes life easy for her while also making her do her job. So like Mm -hmm. as she's like. As we're going through the novel, you see how, like, Amy has enough resources to get her an apartment and to, like, let her fly on a jet instead of commercially. So, like, she's kind of, like, sharing those resources with all her assistants and her whole team. And, uh, sorry, the narrator, like, spends, like, a solid part of her adult life kind of just getting settled working that. for yeah any, like yeah it, it's almost 10 years if i'm not mistaken i yeah like a really significant i mean because she she it's like her first job out of college isn't it right yeah which like again i think also like sort of dates the generation i think that this novel is really focusing on because i cannot imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> working as someone's assistant for like 10 years like oh, for 10 boy. years Oh, I c- no matter how much comfort, we're really, we're that's crazy. Ten years, we're truly millennial. I know. Um, we're a millennial. Yeah, yeah, but um, like yeah. So she's sort of stuck in that. Uh, but it's also like pointed out at the start of that storyline of her as an adult, where she meets Amy, that she also has not spoken to Tracy in a while, and it's no, not. It's been a while. Yeah, it's not really revealed to us why they haven't spoken or why they fell right out. away. Yeah. Even though she confides in Amy what it was, without telling the readers, right? Like, it's like yeah, with the readers, she's like, I just told her why we don't talk. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, you can tell us though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those things where Zadie, like, holds back the crucial information as long as she can, and at this point, like, I think she holds it back until like seventy five percent of the book, um, which you Amazing. know she did before with On Beauty, where she withheld the details yeah. of the affair, even though she told us that. Howard had a white one night stand, which is so uh, yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, but um, so she gets settled into working for Amy, and then Amy's like, you know, maybe you should like reconnect with that friend of yours. 
And the narrator is like, no, nah, it's never going to work. It's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to work out. Yeah, but she also tries to, like, reassure her, like, look, you know, you're one of my most trusted assistants, and I don't want you to feel like I'm, like, wasting your time. Like, we're trying to do important work. And, like... <laughs> And like I want you to like kind of like sort which of is red flag head. number one. Yeah, red flag. Honestly, number one. because like the, from a white person. Oh boy, yeah. Like if a white like, person tells you, no, hold, you've got some important I, I wanna, work I to do. Because like I I forgot I forgot to actually like track this in the text to go back and track this. But did it ever really say? I mean, like no. But I didn't want to assume. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm kind. Of, I'm basically asking, did it ever say that she was explicitly white? Or did you just know? <laughs> oh, no. You. I think it's you really just know. Because, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no yes really no. <laughs> like, POC. I like, the most... I know. I know what white. it is. <laughs> she has to be. Because, also, I don't know. Because I can't imagine her being from Australia. Australia, but then wanting and then being POC, but then wanting to, um, like open a school in Africa. Yeah, I don't know if that's also a safe assumption to make yeah. because I don't know what Australian POC I culture mean, like, is like. Yeah, but it's also like you know, like like I mean, like Aboriginal, uh, I, like that. Yeah, I, I, I think that would have like a very she would have a very different mindset towards her philanthropy. If yeah, if she case. was, if she was and not, I mean, even then, like, and then even if she was Asian, yeah, she'd have to be one of those rich Asians, yeah, a crazy which, rich which Asian, not, which was not at all the case. Like, it yeah. was never like textually stated that that's how she grew up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, parang it's like you just really have to assume that she, and then also, no, no, no POC person is named Amy with. Spelled that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is no... Listeners, if you are an Amy who is a POC, give us a, a DM. Who is spelled... We will. Actually, no, that's, that's a lie. You're right. I think Filipinos would be named A-I-M-E-E. I take Wait, that back. Yeah, hold on. Dude. Do we not have friends? No, but I... I think we I, do. I, I do we know someone? I like thinking of the first Amy off the top of my head. And Amy Nezukumatatil is... Spelled A I M E E. Oh, is it spelled like that way? Yeah. Oops, my she bad. My B. Anyway, okay, so my B. Um, Sorry about that. So Sorry, Miss Amy. With no Amy, disrespect. And then, um, what happens next? No, you yeah, and then like, so she's really like, we have some important work to do, and eventually, you know, what I want you to be able to do is spearhead this really specific project. Yeah. Uh, that I for me. have going on in uh, West Africa. But before we get to West, West Africa, Af- it cuts back to... It goes back. The Raider mm. in her college years. And it's sort of in her college years that... Mm-hmm. Well, okay, go, leading up to college, one thing that's sort of important for the narrator is that that destiny that we had sort of perceived early on more or less mm-hmm. came true. Where the narrator isn't able to follow through with her dreams of dance, even though she's so passionate about it that she starts reading all these biographies and the teachers at her school take it as a sign of her like advanced placement. And so they try to put her in a in a scholarship school, in a grammar school, basically. Yeah, and, and she it, purposely fails. Yeah, she purposely she? fails because she's so angry that her mom wouldn't allow her to go to a dance school instead. 
because yeah. at least Tracy's being allowed to audition for a dance school. And not only yeah. that, she gets in. Uh, yeah. So she's like really resentful like of that. Like an art school. She even has like an argument, right, with her mom where like her, yeah. like her final line is, you don't exist. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh. To tell Whoa, to teen mom, angst. Damn. Teen <laughs> like, angst. Oh boy. That that was uh that was uh cut deep. It cut deep. It um, did. But you know, that sort of manifests in the narrator's desire to sort of get away from her hometown, which she does yeah. by going to a seaside college that is a sort of a liberal arts college. And especially at in the eighties, nineties, like she's describing it as being very liberating, like she gets yeah. to explore all these new fields and new topics, but not really knowing what she wants to do. And when she gets out of college, she's basically jobless. Yeah. Um, and it's while she's working a summer job at a pizza place that she encounters Tracy again. And Tracy is now... She's at that She was point, in Showboat. Yeah, she's oh, about not... to get into Showboat. Okay. She, or she had just gotten the part. And the reason that she's catching up with the narrator is she's like mm-hmm. hey you know you, you know we're looking for stage hands if you want to get a work yeah. on the stage like i'm gonna be your friend here and i'm going to help you get the uh, job i also want to say oh because yeah, yeah after that, 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 that sounds good good no it's about that so i do you have you seen showboat ever uh the, only in previews <laughs> Do you, only in pre- really <laughs> where I mean like not not like okay wait I realize that that's also a term in like theater not, yeah, not that exactly. I've seen the show but like when I looked up Showboat and they were like yeah ah, okay. Old Man Rivers from here yeah Old Man River uh, and then I can't um, help loving that man there yeah yeah that's the other one where I was like okay mm-hmm. I think I have a mental image of what this show looked yeah. like but also like. Uh, kudos to like Zadie like her description was very vivid that I was able to imagine the stage direction yeah. production of this no perfectly. absolutely yeah that's the thing about Zadie also like that's why I, I really feel like if we knew her she would kind of also be our friend because she's <laughs> like Loki a theater she's Loki a theater she nerd because theater. she was like I kind no, of want to do it art in general like if you think about it yeah all no her but other books, she wanted to be like a yeah. jazz singer no, no but all yeah all her other books so far have like done at least one like uh, yeah. they each touched on a different art form there's painting even yeah. in this one there's film yeah like autographs yeah yeah autographs yeah exactly <laughs> autograph yeah so you know she's definitely like a very worldly mm-hmm. art person but um yeah, yeah so she's a, no but i i was gonna say because the thing about showboat also is that it's one of those really old shows because if i'm not mistaken it's from the 1940s right and it's written i'm pretty sure it's written by uh the music is by rogers and hammersteins okay and like it's one of the shows from that panahon of or that that time of broadway or theater where it has like that one really specific black character in a show that's about the like around the Civil War era. Right, right. And so, yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up for some context in case people don't know. Yeah, the, what showboat's about? Because like, and when you go into that second show that she's in later, yeah. What what's the other show again? Guys and Dolls. No, no, no. Sorry. Ah, no, sorry. Okay, sorry. We got it mixed up because when she first gets in touch with the narrator, she gets into Guys and Dolls. Oh, it's Guys and Dolls first. Showboat is a show that she is the sees second later. One. Oh. The, when she's on the date. 
okay. Guys okay. and Dolls. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Guys and Dolls is the one that she gets into, that she gets the narrator the stage hand job. Right. Okay, okay. Right, sorry. Which, okay, so if we're going to talk about that, then there's that one really weird scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was a time. <laughs> it was really a time. Guys and Dolls also... Actually, Guys and Dolls is, if I'm not mistaken, Guys and Dolls might actually be a younger show compared to um, Showboat, yeah, which is more surprising. Okay. <laughs> based on that one scene that, huh, okay. you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just set in the... in No, it's not, actually. Guys and Dolls is set in the 30s, if I'm not mistaken, right. or the 20s. I mean, that, Showboat is set it, in the eight, late 80s. Yeah, I mean, like, based on the one number that I know from Guys <laughs> and Dolls, which is Luck Be a Lady... They look like oh, the that's guy, true. They yeah. look like the kinds of guys who shoot suggins on the wall. Like they do, they do. Free. Like bullets were free. Um, I okay. know. Whoever got that? Yeah. Okay. So it's true. They did. So she they dressed up like they're going to church. Hand, um, and like the narrator is like, like sort of like, okay, I have that security for a while, uh, mm-hmm. but I can't rely on this job forever, even though Tracy got it for me. Which is like extension. I'm re- now yeah. like kind of relying on Tracy. Yeah. Um, she eventually is able to get the job at YTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's as she's breaking this news to Tracy that she's like, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to go. Like, they're they're on their way to the narrator's, like, house. And she's like, yeah, so I might end up getting this job at YTV. And, like, Tracy sort of is not really outraged, but it's like, oh, really? Like, that's, you're going to, you're going to do that now? Like, yeah, like Pang, she she's back to being judgmental. Yeah, she started back to being judgmental about it, mm-hmm. and and that kind and like uh, this incident. There's an incident that ensues. It's very significant in the narrative, mm-hmm. where uh, they try to get into the narrator's house, but it's locked. So she asks Tracy, "Hey Tracy, can you um, go around the back and see if the door is open?" We forget that we. Oh, forgot to mention, this part's weird. Yeah, we forgot yeah, to mention okay. by the way. That um, at this point, the narrator is now living with her father, who's separated yeah, from the mother. From the mom. So it's a totally different house from the council estate that they grew up in. Yeah. So she she makes Tracy go around. This and part see if is she can so weird. Door. Tracy comes back. She's like, no, it, it was locked. So we're not going to be able to get it. I don't know where they go after mm-hmm. that, by the way. But then, yeah. But then like, yeah, yeah, of, they like, never later that like, weekend, okay. like Tracy apparently sends her a letter where she mm-hmm. says that the reason that she apparently could not get into the house was that is because the yeah, dad she saw she saw the narrator's dad with a black blow up doll yeah and not just a black yeah, sorry like, like sorry. it was very like, specific it's, it's, yeah it's dressed up to look like a very racist caricature yeah and yes. and the thing is like i don't know if we mentioned this earlier but 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 because they're a mixed uh, the narrator is a mixed race child and the mom is the the, the West Indian, POC. um the dad is white yeah and like that like completely severs the narrator's connection with her father yeah uh while while also like alienating herself from tracy yeah and that's the thing is because she's alienated from 
her dad, she never really finds out the truth about it. Yeah, I was about to say, do they ever talk about it? They never. And are there parts of the story that would allude that he would do such a so thing? So that's the thing. Because it's so brang so, okay. hindi, no, no. I mean, like, I don't know. This is not me defending yeah, a white person, no, no, but like, no, no, for sure, for sure. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, for sure, Tracy had the seeds. Do the lie. To say something. Yeah. yeah. Because like. Like he. Like even if he was separated from the mom. The whole thing mm-hmm. was that he was still so in love with the mom. The mom. Yeah. Even though like it almost felt like it was to his disadvantage. That he uh, wanted to stay just... with her. Because she was so focused on her career and stuff. Like she's yeah. clearly never going to love him back the same way. She's never going to take him back. Yeah. yeah. But then it's also yeah. the thing where like. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if it's Tracy getting a vibe from the dad, but like when she delivers that news to the narrator, the narrator very clearly like believes it to some extent. Yeah, and there's so, so much yeah. about her father that she doesn't know as well. Like, there's a point early on in her childhood where she finds out like, oh, I'm ac- we're actually the second family of the of my dad. Oh, I had no Back. idea. I totally forgot about that. She, yeah, she, they, she, right. she finds out that he has other children and they're yes, they're yes. white. So it's really yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, there's a lot about oh, my dad. They're I don't white, know. but mm. yeah, and that's also sketch. Okay, to be fair, that is kind of sketch. Yeah, but that's also the thing. But then also, it's like, but then knowing that, like, out of all the things that Tracy's ever said, how I kind of get it now. Okay, yeah. in retrospect, knowing you know how this ends and yeah, stuff so it, about it's her. Really, it's, it's like, honestly, the trickiest thing to untangle the book. And I feel like yeah. even us, like, okay, this is the thing that I think, that because the next part that we're going to talk about is them going to the West African country, is an important thing for us to note as readers of this novel. But, like, the degree of removal that we have as people who, although we grew up privileged and we're still like living in privileged households to, to a certain extent. Yes, yes. We also come from a different third world country with its own yes. set of mitigating circumstances yep. that are very uh, different yeah. from anything that's going on in West Africa. Yeah. Um, and so for us to like be reading what's going on uh, in the country that Zadie is describing that she again mm-hmm. never really names but has like strong implications to be Gambia mm-hmm. like we like where I, I feel like it puts us at an extra degree of removal you know yes I agree and and I mean like that's the thing it's like it's you know I mentioned in the previous episode that I was reading Matthew Celesi's and like he sort of made me more conscious of trying to identify what who who is the reader that the text is for? Who's the perceived audience mm-hmm. for, and who is the perceived reader writer speaking to? And it's one of those things where it makes me look at this novel and think like, oh yeah, it's clearly a British novel in that, you know, it's good that we read it, and it incidentally mm-hmm. for us like you know it's good if we understand what's going on, but the expectation for us to really get the full weight. Meat of, of what's it, going yeah. on, yeah. You know the the responsibility or like the the expectation is not as strong on us because of the degree yes. of removal we have. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so that being said, like, uh, when she gets to the West African country, 
the one thing that was sort of clear to me about that storyline is that that is where the narrator becomes disillusioned with um, Amy's philanthropy. Which, I mean, like yes. that's, that's really what's going on. But, yeah. like, the, the nuance to which that's happening, uh, extending to the problems that reveal themselves in the country while Amy is not there. Yeah. Some of those things, like, went over my head. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, there were specific references, I think, to how people were moving around the country from one side to another because they were dissatisfied about how their well basically their president for life quote unquote yes. was like running things or failing to run things that, and yeah. I was like wait but why would they move from like what's going on on the other side of the country yeah, yeah. like that was like yeah. sort of again like at that degree of removal that I couldn't quite yeah or there was another part you remember that bit where it was talking about how like the they're, they have a class system in that country, but they don't treat each other with condescension. Oh, Someone yes. Was explaining that I think I, I also, this op- might, might have gone over my head also. Yeah, so I was like, because really, I couldn't. Like, this is, yeah, yeah that, that part really felt like it was beyond me because, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, at least yeah. here in the Philippines, everyone's condescending. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, we're like, Catholic. We're, yeah, but it's like, it's like one of those things, like, it's unique also to our whole colonial experience right where, yes yeah, where yeah. the where one of those colonies where the colonized also became the colonial masters or were trained yes. to become colonial masters serving yeah, real colonial yeah. masters and so like that attitude persists today and that we still look down upon those who are on a lower class of in us, the lower, yeah right um in the masses basically. yeah which which the book now is trying to explain doesn't happen in this country and i'm like in the, yeah this is, i mean like that's I have crazy to, to me yeah i really yeah. like think hard about like, what i want to know like, how, how exactly, yeah, <laughs> what does that mean or like is that even true is that something that yeah she, that they're just explaining to the narrator to protect to, her from the truth because yeah, that is the behavior exactly. that they enact to her the first time that she's there like mm-hmm. the kind of like like uh, out of pity for her like oh you're a first world person you don't know what the difficulties of life are like in yeah, the third world so exactly. we're gonna protect you from it don't same worry. energy as like us being like oh in the philippines we're very you know hospitable right yeah or like we're very resilient and we're very resilient yeah yeah you know same energy yeah so it's, so in that case i understand that yeah we, we but can you know obviously the specifics yeah, yeah. We, we know what that's about we know, we know all too well <laughs> guys and taylor swift said it's all too well <laughs> um i don't know that song um <laughs> oh, oh you really don't <laughs> and that's you, kind of a shame it's you give song. me the lyrics i will um, guess what it sounds like yeah. poorly <laughs> okay but in West Africa, that's basically where she starts to get disillusioned by, yeah. like, she Amy, like, Amy is, like, claiming, uh, oh, we're really here to open a school, to give people mm. access to technology, things that they wouldn't be able to afford because <laughs> of the weak economy. Yeah. And, like... Weak economy. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing that, that um, the narrator is, like, witnessing firsthand because she's, like, befriending this uh foreign development expert the... his name is yeah. fern i like to call him by his like last name is carapicano 
Um, nice. And he he basically is like, you know, whenever he could be one of us. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that but, kind of sounds Filipino. But like he he's always like, you know, whenever Amy leaves, there are new problems that spring up, and so my job is essentially wow. to stay on the ground and make sure those problems don't happen. Don't come. Or back like in. to identify the problems that like are too small for Amy to like focus on. Yeah. And but then also like hmm. knowing that she's you know, and this is not something that's uh, too. I, it's a slight against I don't know celebrities, but then more often than than not it is because you know when a lot of celebrities who don't have that kind of experience like to do philanthropic things, right? They really don't realize how much work it is. That, yeah, like they really think yeah. that they're umbug, so to speak, or like um uh what they what they what the most that they can bring really is their money and their influence but then yeah. when it comes to like you know actually supporting this this thing and making sure it stays alive it, it, it more often than not it you know it ends up dying yeah in less than yeah. a year because they have no experience in sustaining that kind of thing and the people that they end up leaving in that area if if it's a, a project like this are like that guy like Fern and he probably is very underpaid and he yeah, doesn't exactly, have yeah. he always has to make a bang or like he always has to keep watch for things that are gonna go wrong because he already yeah, knows like he's constantly you know. living on the edge yeah like, yeah like really he's really like okay she's here something's gonna get fucked up by the time she's gone so and I gotta you know, make how, sure you know it's how like when he leaves his job at the end of the book he's like whoa I, I can finally do my year off like oh my yeah. god dude aren't you like 37 <laughs> or something yeah it's really just like oh dude what have you been? Have you been here like, for ten wow, years too? Like he has a PhD. Shit. But, yeah, but okay. yeah. No, I, the thing you said, I think, like it really also speaks to this bigger comparison that uh, Zadie is like really building on in this novel, which is that celebrity is now the modern, I would say, politician. No, no, not even politician, but like kind of the modernized like avatar for the the neo colony. Uh, because she makes, oh yes right? because she, yeah. she she keeps like bringing up different stories of how mm-hmm. like people from the you know the the, the landed classes or mm-hmm. the, even the queen herself would adopt different black people as sort of their yeah. pet projects to prove like we were yeah. benevolent and yeah. like it's then <laughs> we are brave <laughs> yeah, it's, it, then it's framed in the museums and in history yeah. of being Right. So proof that they were always kind to the slaves. But that's what they say. No, we were kind to the slaves. To our slaves. Like, <laughs> to our slaves. Like, I bought this child from her mother and her mother lived another 10 and, years. And that's why it's like no surprise that, when, that Amy literally does that by buying a child. Like, yes, yeah, she illegally. The of the book. I yeah, mean, like she makes it. This is super legal. skipping it. Yeah, super skipping because that's it. what celebrities do. But like that sort of, and then even then, it's kind of like made clear that after she mm-hmm. gets the baby, she's only really using the baby to leverage in uh, influence among her yeah. team. Because once she has the baby yeah. around, everyone's like, now we have to worship at the altar of the baby. Because yeah. once we get that influence, like you know, then we are close to Amy, basically. And then at the same time, she's also trying to steal the affections of this guy who's the guide um, mm. in their project. What's his name Lamin. again? Lamin. Yeah. yeah. And then and she's trying to basically get him to migrate with them to 
well, the US. The US, but also to London. Like, he kind of wants to go to London. Yeah. But she's like, okay, whatever. You know, when we're married, you can go wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, got it, lady. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and like, it's much to the narrator's chagrin because she sees that Lamin also is attached to somebody from the community that they're helping, a girl yeah. named Hawa, who in turn is also married off to somebody who most of the people think is like sort of wrong for her because mm-hmm. she's like very showy and she loves beautiful things and the guy that she marries is very conservative he's very conservative yeah, yeah. And he's like no we're gonna be modest now from now on your whole life is gonna yeah. be modesty which is like you yeah. know like that's his own thing sure but it's definitely yeah. not for how for her yeah and at is the... he rich was he rich no is that why they got I married i can't remember say... also I... Uh, again, another thing that feels yeah. like completely over me. Very, right. Or was uh, it an arranged thing? Sorry. Is that a no? It's sort, I don't of, know. It's sort of arranged by her cousin. Who oh, okay. is part of the same religious yeah, see, group. Yes, I totally forgot. Uh, Ayun, okay. the husband is from. Is? Oh, okay. Yeah. And Ayun. Like, yeah. They're, they're called it the Bligi. So mm-hmm. that like that it's sort of implied that that's the arrangement and Lamin like it's clear like Lamin disapproves of it because he already disapproves right. of his cousin being at the bleed. Yeah. So he's like yeah, 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 this is not good. But then like he's always in denial, like, no no, we're just like age mates, we're just friends. <laughs> we're not and, uh, me and Hawa, we're not, you know. No, we're not. We're not guys. Uh, she's no. like my sister. Come no, on, she's like my sister. Would you marry your sister? I mean I, I, mean, I, mean, I would not. <laughs> and then like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, and then <laughs> No, but anyways, then, yeah. Um, but then, um, where were we? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Lamin, she had how, the- uh, uh, yeah, so she gets Lamin to come around to the West. Oh, no, but then like, you kind of skip that they ca- Loki have an affair. Oh, yeah, the narrator and Lamin have the an affair. The narrator and Lamin have an affair. Then, it's not even but like, then, like, it's not even, like, a super... I mean, not to say that it's uh, non-consensual in terms no, of, like... it's dispassionate. It's, yeah, it's like, really just, like, you, well, we're, yeah, might, this might as well happen, like you know? They're clearly doing it because they are angry at other people at, who they can't take it out yeah. on. Like, yes, Lamin yeah. is having sex with the narrator because he really wants to have sex with Hawa. Mm-hmm. While um, the narrator is having sex with Lamin because she now hates Amy and she knows that yeah, yeah she and she knows that Amy is like that Amy can, yeah can replace <laughs> <laughs> then wow she'll have that like, yeah, agency yeah, yeah. but like like yeah in doing so Amy also sort of becomes like a kind of mother figure to to um, the narrator the that narrator? way and she's trying now to break away from Amy in that regard which is a great mm-hmm. segue because at the same time. Amy her is mother is pressure. dying. No, wait, oh, sorry. Before that, Amy and the therefore the narrator are also getting pressured from the mother, who now at this point is part of parliament and is now oh, okay, lobbying yeah. against yes, yes, yes. relations with the country that with, they're helping, which really complicates with things. fake Gambia. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. So like she's giving her a headache, but like the mom is like trying to be like, no, why are you still working for that woman? Like, yeah, can't you see like. You, you might think that you're doing good, but, like, really, you're not. And that's the thing that, yeah. like, her going there independently kind of confirms for her. Yeah. And and there's a thing that we haven't also mentioned as well, which is that as she's going to the West African country, the people in that country recognize her and, like, make it clear to her that she is an outsider to them, that she is part of the West and not 
right even though she roots. sort of looks like them to yeah because so to speak because the fact that she's mixed means yeah. that the, to them they see her as white even though yeah. she doesn't obviously see herself yeah as obviously white, yeah yeah right but like it's like no it's like that phil wang bit <laughs> where like where like in malaysia he's white, white wang yeah. Yeah, but white he white. looks chinese yeah, he looks like my um, uh, he looks, yeah, he, he, guys, if you don't know who Phil Wang is, look him up because he literally uncle. looks like, he looks like he could be Mio's Tito, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> That's how Asian uh, he looks. But so, like to them, because he's mixed, he's the white person. Yeah, and like to her, for the narrator, like there's a part where like she goes through a dance scene, like she finally dances for them. And then they're like, oh, you know, you dance. Like a black yeah. person, you dance like for a, a white person. Yeah, yeah like, for a, for a white person, you're pretty black. And it, and it really <laughs> makes her think, like, huh? I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> but wait, let's also like bring this back now to Tracy because that's also I think around this time where it's revealed like the whole thing about the showboat, and also that mm. she now has kids. Yes. Oh, but before that, sorry. Uh, also, a slight thing that happens, I think, this, uh, that we didn't get to mention. This book is as messy as we're telling yeah. you, I promise you. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're not yeah like this isn't just us forgetting. Um, no, but like, because one of the reasons then that they stopped talking before Showboat is that... So there's a part... So after the thing with the dad happens, mm. they, they're not in contact. And then they kind of get in contact again because they were hired by their old oh, school, school yeah 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 to to like basically man the booth yeah and then uh, at another at a recital basically yeah. that like the younger kids were doing and then afterwards tracy steals the, the money, money yeah, from yeah. that and then she blame they the and then when she's accused of it they blame the mom tracy's mom and tracy blame it's like twisted around and they're like well the pianist molested tracy and then they were like what the hell and then they just run off with it and they not at all yeah i know and then and then that sort of makes the narrator realize that as a child you know tracy yeah the other thing was probably also abused by her dad in that way but she also realizes from there that her her elders have been also like protecting her also from that kind of truth because what she finds out from both the dance teacher and her mom is that Tracy went to like counseling and both the teacher and the mom knew about it and they never told the narrator yeah so they were protecting her from that truth and it's like oh shit if I knew that I could have probably been a better friend to her better friend yeah exactly I would have like had that perspective and that's another generational thing also Naparang obviously the the old the parents' generation would really act like that. Like it's unsurprising to me. Yeah. Um, to keep that kind of shit because they think that from shielding you, it's yeah. gonna make you a better person. But really, obviously, yeah, it made things absolutely. so much worse. And then so after that, they 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 end up not talking again. And then it's not until the showboat. Yes, yeah, and she's in showboat, and she like there's a I, I like the scene where she sort of like cries out of jealousy, like. <sighs> good for tracy she finally got her dream but then after when she goes to see her at the stage door that's when she finds out that tracy has kids yeah it's like for her that's sort of a death knell like oh it's not too far now that tracy's career is gonna end and yeah no wonder her credits are not as long as i expected them to be because she's now got this other thing to worry about three kids yeah two, two kids at that point i think and then at the same time also later on 
the mom while she's like sort of in her last years in parliament she's like look i have to tell you that tracy has been like sending me some harassment emails. like harassing me for some like, reason a yeah lot, like crazy a like lot. it's crazy so if <laughs> yeah just don't worry about it but it's happening and like the narrator goes to speak to tracy about it and she, yeah and like and like what she finds out is that the way that she harasses the mom of the know, narrator is... is she sends her like all these issues about her constituents that she's not yeah. addressing so she's just making her yeah. feel guilty about yeah yeah like, yeah you are now part of the system yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and like the narrator can't really do anything about it she like tries to tell her like hey stop it <laughs> Tracy's yeah <like>, no <laughs> yeah but like but like one of the golden nuggets that's sort of revealed when the narrator does like visit tracy to try to get her to stop is that she finds out she meets that the Tracy now has three kids, all of whom and they're are from all different like fathers. Different, yeah. But then all of them are kind of references to their friendship, because yeah. one of the kids is named Bo, named after Bojangles, the the one of the dancers who, um, the narrator especially loves. Yep. And then the other one is named Jenny after Jenny Lagon, who the narrator was the one who showed to Tracy. This is the dancer who looks exactly like you. Yeah. Um, so it's like very clear like oh through the naming of the children you've like clearly indicated that I still have had some influence and power over in your life, life. Yeah. right so like she has a kind of trump card in the back of her mind that she can use at any point um, which you know, triggers the ending but um, is there anything else we should talk about before we start going into the ending I don't think anything? so because it, it I think going into the ending is where it's at now because yeah, yeah. from there because like, from there, that's when the right. stuff about so, West Africa is happening already. That's why she has to go back. Yeah. So, like, uh, after the baby thing. Um, like, the baby thing of Amy. Yeah, the baby thing of Amy, where it's like she buys a baby. Um, <laughs> like, uh, the narrator finds out that Carapicano Fern... Uh, mm-hmm. has feelings for her and he tries to act on mm-hmm. them but she's like uh, mm-hmm. no dude we literally have no chemistry you hated me mm-hmm. when we met <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and also i'm like distracted by the fact that lamin is now in the west um yeah. and that's also when she begins her affair with lamin and then mm-hmm. fern finds out that that they're together that they're having an affair and mm-hmm. like he does the really shitty thing of, uh, because he's pissed about it that he uh, breaks the news to to Amy that hey Lamin and your assistant <laughs> they had name, sex I this totally one know. time <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, not just one time they did it several times oh like several times yeah, yeah like yeah, they're sorry. having an affair and so Amy gets the narrator fired and mm-hmm. in an attack an act of retaliation uh, she... the narrator leaks the contract of sale uh, for the baby. To the press. To the press. And so it's like, oh shit, it's real mm-hmm. now. Um, and racist. Yeah, and racist. And so like, the narrator basically goes back to the UK and she kind of goes into hiding. Um, mm-hmm. And part of the reason, part of the thing that exacerbates that is that Tracy <laughs> also somehow still has the tape that we mentioned earlier of them. Yeah, oh yeah, of Amy's them. Music. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. leaks that too. And then it's kind of just like, like that gets a mixed reception in terms of. No, sorry, discourse. but you forgot to say it's because when she, when she goes back to the UK, mm. the Amy's first like 
plight of retaliation is that she reveals the narrator's fake name, like a fake name for her, and like spread some stupid rumor. But then it's everyone's kind of her. like, I, I I forgot it. I forgot what it is also. But she's like, her name is actually Ganito Ganyan, and guess what she did while she was here? Like she basically revealed oh, the right, affair, right, right, right. I think. And then everyone was like, who cares? That's not as bad as buying a child. No, but, she, no, but then then, the other thing that she also does is that she gets the parents, uh, the the birth parents of the child, to go on the, the BBC. News. Yeah, no, that's after the third. That's the third thing that happens yeah. because that's why Tracy ends up leaking the video of them because. Right. Amy reaches out to Tracy because yun nga, that oh, because Amy knows what happened. Yeah, okay. So Amy, Amy, like, okay. I don't know if it's because it's Jesus and I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> but like, um, Amy, okay, yeah. <laughs> Amy, Amy contacts Tracy and is like, hey, I know all about like your childhood with her and shit. Like, do you still have that video of you guys dancing really grossly to me as 12 year olds? And then she's like, do I ever? And then so they leak it together. And then that's what makes the public suddenly like go against the narrator. And then that's when Amy is able to make Pasok the parents of the baby being like, no, she'll have a better life now. Thanks, BBC. Like, That's how that goes. I swear to God, so much of that like went over my head when I was reading it. That when you were recounting it, I imagined it like that scene in Ant Man. You know the scene. Oh yeah. I I thank you for that because saying it exactly the way you said it. Thank you so much. And then my cousin said, Um, "No, I'm just kidding." So um, okay, so Tracy. So that's how that happens. The narrator goes into hiding, and Lamin is with her. They're both in the UK. Lamin Mm -hmm. basically disappears. Like. Without a word, like yeah, does the literally accent. after that, and mm-hmm. then um, but then also, well, that's probably what he always wanted. Yeah, no, no, because sure. he's finally in the but west. He kept yeah. saying like, "Oh, I have um relatives in like this other place, <laughs> yeah, in the UK, yeah, <laughs> the like, Liverpool." Right, I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> but then the narrator also finds out then that her mom has uh, is dying and is now in a hospice. In the hospice, yeah. So she visits her. And then, um, by that point, like, the press has already died down. Like, the discourse has, like, eaten itself up. So, mm-hmm. like, she has nothing to worry about anymore. She kind of yeah, has, so like, she... yeah. Uh, and then the mom is, like, what, what the first thing the mom tells her is, like, yeah, now I'm being cared for by this nice nurse. And it's, like, her behavior at that point is, like, completely antithetical to how she had been growing up. So, in a way, it sort of neutralizes her mom's image. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like where she had yeah, seen, yeah. like, like the way she talks to the nurse, that when the nurse is, like, talking to her, the nurse is kind of patronizing. And, yeah. like, the narrator is like, you know, when my mom was younger, she would never have let that guy, like, talk Yeah, to her like she that. would not. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. like, here she is, like, saying. That nurse does not care a yeah, lot. Like, treating him. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That was a movie we just saw <laughs> together. Siblings. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, that was a moment for her where she's like, whoa, my mom has really changed. Like, she softened up. Yeah. And at that point, like, the mom, like, starts feeling guilty for all these things where she's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like, I know... Like, she's really like, I really realized that I was not the greatest. Yeah. And, like, your you dad was Tracy. the greatest. She kept saying, yeah. your dad was the greatest. He really cared. Yeah. He cared yeah, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, he cared a lot. He was the one who cared a lot. Yeah, um, he did. He and was the titular carer. And she also says, like, I'm really sorry that I was so suspicious of Tracy. 
because yeah. I always felt that she'd be a bad influence on you. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I guess I had my prejudices that because mm-hmm. her father was like part of this criminal element yeah. uh, that it would rub off on her and it would rub off on you. And I didn't want yeah. that to happen, which is why I was very, I was so very quick to accuse her of stealing the money when mm-hmm. it went missing because I was afraid yeah. that they'd accuse you. Yeah. So I was really trying to protect you. As the you. only two black people. Yeah. yeah. So I was really Probably. trying to protect you. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe I should have also protected her as well. And the narrator is yeah. the one who has to like remind her like, no, you hated her guts. Like, what are you talking yeah. about, baby? Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, you it's were like, the worst. And like, like shortly before the mom dies, like she makes this like last ditch attempt. Like a last plea, like, please. You should adopt you, her you kids. You have to take care of them. You are the, their last hope. She, yeah. Tracy cannot take care of them. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very passionate plea. Um, and the narrator's like, I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll think about it. <laughs> she, but, but then at the same time, it's because she's also thinking about a lot of things in her life. And like kind of the conclusion yeah. that she's coming to is like, whoa, okay, I kind of spent most of my life seeking the approval of others but now it feels like time is on my side and like yeah. now that i'm finally free of wanting oh my gosh, it was her salinger year yeah like oh yeah, yeah. sorry oh, sat, sat the symbols and the things that um i thought defined me through others i don't really want any of that anymore and she even like reconciles with fern and and again, Fern's like, I'm on my year off, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm free. And it's kind of like all on that good faith that when on the day that the mom dies, instead of going to the hospice, the narrator decides to start going towards Tracy's uh, council estate. The same council estate where she's lived since she was a child. Mm-hmm. And the way the book ends is she sees up on the balcony Tracy is dancing up there with her children and they're just having the time of her life yeah and um that's it and so, that's how the book ends that's, and that's pretty much it that was the swing time yeah you Taylor Swift fans should know this song by now because one of their frequent collaborators now is actually you'd be surprised is the national yeah. Actually, yeah, if this is one of my favorite songs of theirs. Okay. If you guys know that one. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song. Um, Should we make a playlist? Let's make this a playlist. Wait, <laughs> we're, no, we're n- <laughs> we're not gonna make a playlist that matches, I think, the historical like oh, range you're right. that like you're okay again, you're we're we're talking about <laughs> a book that basically surveys <laughs> the entirety of the history of, of- Western, colonialism <laughs> western yeah you're right black dance and we're you're just gonna right. fill it with songs by white people i don't know exactly <laughs> let's not let's not you're right so. that's on me that's on me it's cool it's cool it's cool but that was swing time i almost sang no nope, sorry no, we're gonna get through this episode I'm not gonna do it hold on mandy yep. we're almost through it yep uh we just Got have it. one more thing to ask you and myself. We? Who am I? Oh. Really a um, yeah, all right. Okay, so do you think this book is required, recommended, or not required? I think it's, uh, re- I would recommend it. I don't think it's that okay. required for me. But, like, I think it, I would recommend it on the same level as on beauty. I think compared to. Sure, sure. 
some of her other books, these two might be the easiest, like gateways to her. That's what I said about On Beauty. Yeah, I was like that that it's a pretty good gateway into her if you're. But that's interesting. If to say because this was our gateway. I know that's very yeah that's very true but then also uh, in that context it's because of the time I mean like I guess where we were sure, at, I mean yeah. right when this book kind of came out um, but like yeah I, I would say that I uh, would recommend it I liked it mm-hmm. I I didn't like it a lot but like I liked it and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I liked On Beauty a lot more and I think I eventually like NW a lot more see, also but I like think, I think you secretly wanted to require on beauty <laughs> no I think maybe now maybe now if I were yeah, to compare it I'd be like yeah I'd 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 compare it I'd I'd require, require it. it more than this Basically. yeah I think but then also that's also again going into the fact that there's parts of this that like really went over our, our heads whereas yeah, yeah. on beauty a lot of it was also our own. I mean, <laughs> what we kind of Certainly yeah. a British novel. Like it's like I'm. Oh yeah, if yeah, were, yeah. If you were doing, I mean, all her novels song, are like British novels. British, no, but this one is like especially like oh yeah down the line. This and NW are oh, sure. no, but that's yeah, and 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 especially because those are like the novels that are written in her mature phase, quote unquote. Yeah, you know that right. Very markedly different, but um, yeah. I think I'm in the same wavelength with you. Like in fact, like my sort of one sentence assessment of it is that. I think this book is not is no better than NW. Mm. So they're both the same level of good, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I like this less than NW. NW, yeah. And part of it is because of the ambition of NW's scope, where she was yeah. really playing around with the form. That's true. So that That's was like true. a very that made it a very exciting read. And as I was saying, like. Uh-huh the best parts of that book weren't even the quote-unquote main characters or the center characters of that novel. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, this one is sort of straightforward, but even then I'm saying yeah. that with plenty of quotation marks. Yeah. Um, and and we're saying this also, having read it a second time, the first mm-hmm. time was not an enjoyable experience for us. But now, with that with both the context of her earlier work and also, I guess, the maturity of game in the years, in the years since I, in the, in the, you know, in my now, early, now in, in my the current, later, at the end of my life. Now, not the end of my, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, I started to really feel like, like this is for sure a deep book, a good book. Yes, uh, yes. And for that reason, I'd recommend it. I mean, like there was a part in the middle where it's like, not required like this is the only other one i'd not require apart from autograph man but then once Mm -hmm. i saw how she brought it all home together i was like Mm -hmm. no i would definitely tell somebody to read this if they wanted to know what was going on yeah 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 so but but again i I still have my heart is more in the end yeah agree agree and yeah we've read all her novels that's crazy. Can you believe that? Uh, yes, because we, I want this to be over. <laughs> okay, we've read nine novels. I hate that. Of, in the span of like months? six months, actually. Since October. Oh, six months. Since October. Oh, it's been six months? It's been six months since it. Um, yeah, October, November, <laughs> December, January, February, and so wow. March. When we're yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Novels for six months. I said crazy. 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 Yeah, um, great. It's, it's almost twelve, That's guys. True. 
when yeah. we're recording this. But okay, I'm getting delusional. But part of okay. the reason that it's important to mention that we've just been reading all these novels is that next week is our next week is a special one to Zadie Smith and Louisa. And how are we doing that? Because we've already read all her novels. Okay. So surely there must be something else we can something read. Something And we found something to read. It is her first collection of short stories. Grand Union. Indeed with Louisa. Mm-hmm. It is really, the Grand Union. We're really excited to talk about that. We have. We won't say who. Or have we. A guess. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? But you'll find Who's out who say? it is when the time comes. Indeed. That being said. If you like this episode, please feel free to give us a rating, a review. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, please give us a little push of that subscribe button. We're mm-hmm. also on Instagram. We're on mm-hmm. Twitter at the Rec Room mm-hmm. Pod. We're also on YouTube, by the way. I've, I've not mentioned. Yeah, this, I feel like way. you've not said that. But, but like, like, if, if you, you guys, for some reason. Yeah. Podcast on YouTube. We are also on YouTube. We've been posting it with mm-hmm. like alternate titles to try and like fool the algorithm. Um, so like, like <laughs> with memory, like song song of Achilles. No, my favorite one is oh. on beauty. Okay, so what's oh, the song okay. of Achilles one again? The song of Achilles one was like, fellas, is it gay to kiss my therapon? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, wait, and then like, one. and then like, what is the one of um? The on beauty no, one was yeah, like. On beauty one was like. What do you do when your bad guys are canonically hung? <laughs> yeah, that's what actually like all our ZD titles. That was a good. That's a good one. There was one, and like I think for the for the was it for the Christmas? No, it was for the reading break episode where we did which a Q and A, and then the title oh, yeah. for that, which again totally taken out of context, crazy. It's like it's not it's not twincest when Michael Fassbender kisses himself <laughs> yeah. with Alien Covenant, right? I know. Which, by the way. If you guys have any questions Again. about that, or if you have comment, no actually, Mio kind of tweeted something similar about that recently. So you should check yeah. our Twitter out. Uh, he made a really funny thread. Um, yeah, with some memes. Sometimes we share memes. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you have memes to share with us, Send we had a one of our way. friends, uh, Drew from the. She's a friend of the pod. Uh, she sent some memes to me recently and was like this is basically your podcast and i was like thank you very much somebody and i've since shared them i saw a, a meme today i forgot to share <laughs> on our twitter which was like somebody was like uh writing on the on the emerging meme of wandavision where it's like <laughs> which one where they said instead of what is grief but not love grief yeah what is said, it what is grief if not parading your body around the city of Troy? For all oh this my week? god! <laughs> so funny. No! I'll post that later or something. Somebody no. like, Oh my good, god. That is That's good really one. good. Oh, let's try it. I want to. Let's do a similar one. Yeah. Um, something that we've. Anyway, I'll think of more. But anyway, uh, the last thing I want to uh, promote. And I end. So we are also on Kofi. It is our support oh, right. page. If you want to support this show, uh, we will be very happy to have your support. That is co fee.com slash the rec room pod, mm-hmm. essentially. Or you can just go to yep. kofi.com and then you just look for us there. We're easy to find. Yeah. The rec room with Mandy. Right there. And Mia. Mm-hmm. And? Yep. Yeah. Are we, is that it? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's it. Are we good? I'm thinking of yeah. another song 
that's another song that are you i read out of songs <laughs> I mean, me too don't ask me because i'm only thinking of that one song again guys if you can guess the the musical theater yeah, song I really that i that end, we are thinking of i really don't want to end this episode no i don't either don't yeah time. it's not a bad well <laughs> it's a fun song to well, do in terms of it's an upbeat song but yeah if you guys the know which no, okay, yeah. I'm gonna end it with another white guy song. Which is? And as always. Okay. Baby, 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 you're out of swing time. All I right. said, baby, 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 <laughs> you're out of swing time. You can just fade this out time. now. Thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Rec Room. This episode was edited by me. Our artwork is by Mandy. Our theme song is 64 Sundays by Twin Musicom, which is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Check out more of their music at www.twinmusicom.org. For more updates on The Rec Room, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Rec Room Pod. Rec spelled R-E-Q. Baby, baby, (laughs) baby, you're out of swing time. Who's editing this? Is this fading yet? Threshold for copyright. (laughs) Because you're on my mind. Keep that in. Keep that all in. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)